Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Dental Amigos Live from New York here at the 2019 Greater New York Dental Meeting. We are happy to be uh, sponsored and hosted today by 3M. So we're broadcasting live from the the 3M booth. Um, I don't know what the booth number is, but if you look up in the sky, if you're here, you can't miss it. Yeah, Yeah, right, the nacho in the sky, a big 3M sign. So uh, if anybody's around, uh, definitely stop by. Uh, and uh, we have a very special guest, uh, a good amigo who we've had the opportunity to, uh, to collaborate with a lot and uh, spend some time with uh, over the years, uh, Jim Cashmar with Doctors Disability Specialists. And Jim's going to talk about some, uh, some cool stuff. So as always, uh, I'm Rob Montgomery. I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Great Goodman. Great to be here. I like this. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, Facebook living. I'm podcasting. It's, a very, it's very me right here, you know. It's a field trip podcast. I got my permission slip sign by my parents to be here, and uh, I'm excited. Let you out, let you out of Philadelphia. And, and Rob, for a few it, days. This, this is the uh, only podcast hosted by a dentist and attorney. We are at the 3M booth, which is one of the most dentisty booths because they sell the composite tooth-colored material. So this is the stuff that dentists just love. You know, and I understand that's stuff, very cool. Yeah. So uh, put some in your, they're very expensive stuff. Put some in your pocket, Rob, and take it home. It's a fancy booth. Flies. It's very yeah. nice. I mean, the carpet yeah. here. a good value. Yeah, yeah. The carpet's plush, I will tell you. It's it's actually, the, the padding here is much nicer than we're, we have in our surfing, house. We're surfing, literally surfing yeah. the web. Yeah, these cool cool chairs are sort of riding on the <laughs> on the padding here. If, if someone uh, falls off the chair, um, we might have to like just take a little and break. And to my but. Dental Nachos audience, I'm going to let everybody listen in. You're going to see a nacho card most of the time. We're going to get started uh, with the podcast. Cool. So... Uh, Jim Cashmore with Doctors Disability Specialist. Jim grew up outside of Portland, Maine. The other Portland, no, the original Portland, original I should Portland. say. Good. Jim will tell us his Portland story uh, after uh, after he comes on. Uh, he's uh, proud to be raising his two sons with his wife, Amber, uh, in the Portland, Maine area. Uh, he speaks nationally at dental schools and conferences about dental insurance and transition planning for dentists. And when Jim is not helping dentists navigate the landscape of planning, chasing his kids around or volunteering, can be found playing tennis or golf. So we're happy to uh, to have Jim on the show this morning. Uh, and so now, without further ado, here's Jim Cashmar. Welcome, amigo, and thanks for being on the show. Good morning, Rob and Paul. Thanks for having me on today. By the way, I should just one minor correction. Uh, I help people with disability insurance. I avoid dental insurance. It's, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's smart, smart of you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. It's a very annoying insurance, the, uh, the <laughs> dental insurance. I, we start with the hard-hitting questions, Jim. So our audience and I would like to know, if we were getting nachos, where would we go, and what is your favorite nacho topping? So I'll start with the second question first. Uh, I'm a big fan of Malcolm Gladwell and the, him being a connector and conduit. So I would put Kevin Bacon oh, on my nachos. Oh, I like that. Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Topping. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I like oh, that. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, and then in Portland, uh, you'd probably go to some place like El Rayo. It's a great spot for nachos. Uh, I've taken a picture or two and put it on the nachos website for. 
One of my favorite comments is everything that matters that needs a system and everything matters. And uh, I like that all the nacho places, they sound like nacho places. Like, you want to go to El Rayo? You know, it sounds, yeah, yeah, it sounds legit. They they really, uh, you know, they orient your Bible thing. I'm a busy guy and a lot of, you know, crazy nachos. I like my brain oriented as to what we're doing, you know. So people say, you know, where are you going to dinner? We're just going to couch. I'm like, I don't know what they're serving there at couch. You You want to go there for nachos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, that's the the Mexican places have, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mexican places, that's a good, it's a good thing. You know, somebody said for that. Great system. You know, immediately when you look at that, people want to be consistent and comfortable and they make it consistent and comfortable, you know. That's cool. That's smart. Pepe's, Jose's this, you know, El El Nacho's probably name one. So El Vez, my favorite place, you know. There you go. But not O Nachos. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Jim, so, uh, Tell uh, tell our listeners the uh, the Portland, Oregon sure. yeah, origin no, story. Thank, right? Thanks for asking. I appreciate this. So there were two two men that were um, explorers, let's say, and they were went cross country. This is a true story, by the way. So th- they went out west and uh, planted a pole and said, "What should we name this this place?" And one guy was from Boston, and one guy was from Portland, Maine, and they did a, a coin toss, and the guy from Portland won. And you can check this out on the internet. You know, everything the on the internet, internet is true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good old coin toss. Good yeah, old coin a, toss. Yeah. Deciding names of places and football games all the time. There you go. So, yeah. Yes. Hey, so, Jim, um, why don't you, uh, before we get rolling here, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what you and uh, doctors, disability specialists do for, uh, for dentists. Sure. Thanks, thanks for that. So Tyler Stefano uh, and uh, our team, there's seven of us uh, on the team, we are headquartered in... Boston, Massachusetts. I live in Portland. And uh, we help dentists and dental students learn about and uh, figure out, navigate, I'll say, the, 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 the landscape of disability insurance, both individual disability insurance policies and also when you buy a practice, there are special disability policies that you really should consider. Mm-hmm. So we help people understand those. And I'd like to ask, you know, as a, as a, as a dentist and someone who's, you know, when I was way back in dental school, 1999, there was no Facebook groups, there's no podcast, you know, email was something you checked at an email center, you know, you went, so if you're a, if you're a D1 now, you know, you've just signed on the dotted line, or are lines dotted anymore? I don't know if they are, but, you know. I think uh, e-sign on the dotted line, e-sign right? e-sign on the dotted line, put your John Hancock, we have a lot, I like a lot of uh, um, uh, gen- generic sayings, and you're, you're a dental student, you show up at dental school, first year, what would you guys recommend? I always like take-home tips, you know, for a first-year dental student to be thinking about disability because I, I will share, it's usually too late a lot of times when people start thinking about it, getting it, and the more awareness, the better. So if you're a first-year dental student, um, first of all, the ADA and the ASDA offer a free, which the price of free is good, okay. uh, disability policy while you're in school. So we recommend... Uh, Getting that because yes, so the ADA uh, offers free. a free policy to dental students during dental school. Is this Correct. this is a case where free actually is is okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's well, it's better than and you can't even really get disability insurance until you're like a D four. Uh huh. So I guess the two pieces of advice is uh, the, the free one's good, so take that. And the second part would be um, we're not saying avoid your doctor, but be aware that anything that you go to your doctor about will be in your permanent record. It's kind of like the saying, um, and so if you like go to the chiropractor because you've got some back pain, well, that may wind up being excluded in a future disability policy for you. So, again, don't let the tail wag the dog. Right. You know, get your policy. I mean, go see your doctor, and then um, uh, we'll take care of you at the end. But, um, and then seek medical treatment in, like, Mexico. I think <laughs> yeah. that's what you're saying, Jim. Just awareness no, no, of what... Yeah, 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 Jim yeah. Cashmer <laughs> says go to Mexico disclose, for your, for your back treatment. Yeah. But, it, but that's good to think about because, you know, you're, you're, you're staring down a 30- or 40-year career 
Yeah. And, you know, it's just that awareness is great. From you know, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get back to the first year, first day dental student, people before dental school, start getting them information about you know once once you're in it, it's hard to become not in it, and it's you know that protecting yourself, not burning these nachos are super important. It's true. So um, when so when should people actually go out and buy you know, the, the quote unquote the real policy? Literally as soon as possible. So uh, I'll give you the example of the the, the D3 heading into D4 year, uh, and we do a lot of work with dental students, as I mentioned, and get to know. We develop personal relationships with a lot of these a lot of these students. So um, as we hit the D4 year, you really should meet with us or someone like us, and someone who's who really knows the landscape of disability insurance. Uh, and let me just, just interrupt you for a sure. second, too. Yeah. And not just knows the landscape of disability insurance, but also disability insurance as it relates to dentists. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I'll comment more on that in a, in a second. But as far as the, the, the question about when we are helping dental students now, and we've been helping them, D4s, I should say, uh, since the, the school year really started, you can, once you rise from a D3 to D4, which depending on the school, they'll use different terminal or different time frames for that. But it can be any time from the summer between your D3 and D4 year, right up until graduation. And even there are discounts for dental students. So um, that's something to be aware of. So that's uh, typically up to six months after graduation. But don't wait till six months after graduation. Do it, right. do it sooner is better. And also, I mean, at that age, like, I think, I'm assuming that disability insurance, kind of like life insurance, the younger you are and the healthier you are when you get it, well, the better over, over the long run, And that's run, why right? I recommend doing it sooner. It's not um, necessarily to have the protection in place like during your first semester, you know, D4 year. It's more about what could happen. Um, we do have people that lose the ability to buy an, a, a, a dollar worth of disability insurance because they have a slip and fall on the ice or they go see their doctor and find out they've got something that they right. are expecting. And that has further ramifications, which may not be intuitive. In some cases, if a lot of lenders will require uh, a doc to have uh, disability insurance or life insurance as part of the loan, and if you are uninsurable, there are banks that will lend to you, but you just shrunk your pool of potential lenders significantly. So, you know, not to be like, you know, the doomsayer, but uh, it can impact your ability to, to practice and, and own a practice in ways that you really can't even realize at the time. It's, it's true. And, and there are those special policies I just mentioned a few minutes ago where you can, if you're buying a practice, then you can have your own disability, individual disability policy, but then you want that to go to support your family if you go down for the count. Right. So uh, you add policies like a uh, disability overhead expense policy, or a business reducing term policy, which pays directly, literally, to the lender. Right. And they feel a lot better about the loan, and uh, maybe it can save you some points or something. But yeah. it, it's just, to me, it's just common sense. What, yeah, and I think prudent, I guess, the other thing, too, that people, and that, that's an interesting thing, not to get too far off where we are right now, but people don't realize that when a lender requires life insurance or disability insurance, if something happens to you, it means the lender gets that. So, you know, if people sometimes have these conversations like, well, yeah, I've got $2 million of coverage, you know, and I'll just assign that to the lender. And I say, well, do you, you know, and they might have like a few kids. Like, yeah. well, then what else, what else is there left right. after? Like, that's nice that the loan will be paid off and, you know, your estate won't owe the bank. But um, what are you doing for, for your family at that point? And same thing with Great disability, point. right, Jim? Yeah, on both disability. And we also help people with life insurance, by the way. So oftentimes with the life insurance side, we will um, assign the personal policy just to get the deal done quickly, 
but also apply for a, dis, a life insurance policy and disability at the same time. Uh, so it fills that void that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me, you know, uh, so favorite, if, I, if you ask a dentist any question, Jim, their favorite answer is it depends. Are you cold? It depends. That's Because they don't want to say. <laughs> I say that yes. a lot too, though. But, yeah, but, too. but I'm going to ask people this. So I'm going to change. I'm going to hopefully start something. And I'm going to take it across dentistry and say most of the time, right? So if someone says to a dentist, what is an implant cost? <laughs> dentists feel comfortable going, it depends. Because that makes them feel better. So if I'm missing a back tooth, what's an implant cost? It depends. And they immediately can, they don't have to answer anymore. But not Paul Goodman, not Dr. Nacho. So if you said to me, what is a back tooth implant cost to get an implant and replace the crown? I will tell you that most of the time, taking into account most dentists who do implants, you are going to invest between three to $5,000 for that tooth. So you, I've now oriented you to what an implant cost most of the time. Now, someone on dental notch is probably like, I charge five bucks. It's Maudie. No, I'm just joking. But, uh, you know, I charge five. And someone else is going to say, we're, sit, we're here in Manhattan, and they're going to say $5,000 just to sit in the chair. But those are the Malcolm Gladwell term outliers, okay? Yes. So most of the time, that's what it costs. So if I am a dentist, if I'm a bad baby age dentist, I didn't listen to any good advice, and I make 200 grand a year, and I got to get disability insurance, and let's say I have a... A, a normal medical history, okay? What percentage does the disability cover of that 200000 Forget about a practice for sure. a minute. Forget about a family. Just say it's Joe's single guy, Jane's single person, and they just say, they, let's pretend they don't even have debt. And they just say, I have a job, and I'm disabled for six months. That's going to be dramatic. What is that going to cover, and how does that work? Most of the time, it covers 60% of their income. 6% is tax-free, right? And it comes in tax-free if you set it the right way, which... Most people do, but again, it's important to work with a professional like, like you know, us to make sure that happens. But uh, so say it's, uh, so 60% of 200000 is 120 by 12 months in a year, $10,000 a month would come and it in. it feels like, you know, making about 180 grand because it's tax-free. So, you know, you, yeah. you, you know, you've, so you, better, yeah. you've set yourself up for not a disaster. You've right, set yourself right. up for not living by, a, a, hey, not living in a van down by the river. It's Saturday Night Live. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, there you it's go. Amigos Live. This <laughs> is not linear, by the way. So my 200,000 example, I'm using a very straight math example, but um, you, you, there are issue and participa- participation, participation limits. So each carrier carries uh, has these charts that we can work with and show you. Uh, so as you make more money, like as you get into the three and four and $500,000, it's not really 60% anymore. Right, it's more a, like sort of a cap. It's, yeah, it's not just a cap. It's more of a graduation down but we can get you 17000 easily if you qualify for that. Uh, and then through special markets, we can get you more. Gotcha. So that's, that's, that's a good take-home nacho that, you know, 60% if you're making this $200,000 and it doesn't go up to 60%. If you make a million, it's not going to be 60%. I, I know you're going to tell us some, some uh, war stories. I just want to share one because I remember this is from my dad's generation. He was a dentist. And there was a dentist who, like, you know, I think he became disabled. I'm using air quotes. Yes skiing but then they tracked him down he was like golfing and skiing again and they sent him back to work so you know i know we'll talk about some of these things but you know i think and they had can't some, do that right Jeff? back in that day they had you some cannot. pretty generous policies right that were were paying for some of that today i think right like they yeah they would cover a lot of a dentist income the limits used to be twenty five thousand, and uh the industry is really it ebbs and flows by the way i should mention so uh that's why it's important to work we touched on this earlier, Rob, but when you work with someone who does 10, 12 meetings a day with dentists yeah. and only dentists, not only are you working with someone that knows how the policy works up front, but we've been doing this 12 years now, so we actually have 
claims experience. Yeah, see what happens on the back end, right? And exactly. that's 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 really you know you can't underestimate the the the, the, the value of that. And changes occur, you know, yearly. We get uh, notices from each of the uh, carriers we we represent, and uh, there are sometimes minor, sometimes major changes in their policies. Mm-hmm. When you buy a policy up front. And a little contract language. Sorry for the technical part, but we don't mind talking about contract <laughs> language on this podcast. Well, I'm aware. You would a OK. Very excited yeah. for them. We're gonna start <laughs> talking about bonding. Get... Bring over some bonding stuff so I can I can I can balance out the boring. No. So the the term is non-cancelable guaranteed renewable. When you buy your policy the first time around, and having that language in there, it means that the insurer cannot change that initial policy for you. Let's say they said non-cancelable, non-cancelable guaranteed guaranteed renewable guaranteed renewal. Very very important. So. Um, so these policies that kids are buying, I say kids, my wife scolds me for calling, you know, 25-year-olds kids, but they are to me. You, you've reached that stage in your have, life, Jim. You're have, seasoned yes. enough. Yeah, I've got a little so gray in my beard. Right, you're allowed to, yeah. to do that. So, uh, but when they first buy their policy, what they buy that gets locked in as long as it has that non-cancelable and guaranteed renewable language. Well, Over time. Interrupt, interrupt yeah. Go ahead. I mean, then, so it's not, this is one of those things that comes up a lot of, in, in a lot of different ways in the legal business world. That, you know, just because you sign a lease that says that you're going to lease Suite 301 or you sign a disability policy that says you have this insurance, amazingly, folks, doesn't mean that that's necessarily what you're going to have forever, right? And if you're not careful, right? And, and being careful is about getting under the hood of the actual language and what that contract says, whether it's a lease or a disability insurance contract, because the devil is in the detail. Truly, you know? is. and people will say to me, and I know they probably say it to you, Jim. They'll say, "Well, my, you know, what can I do, or what does this policy mean, or what my insurance, what does it cover?" And and you say, "I need to see the policy, right?" Or I say, "I need to see the lease, you know, because, or I need to see the employment agreement, because there's no universal agreement or no universal standard contract language in any of this stuff." What you've agreed to is what the contract says, and you shouldn't assume that the contract says that it won't change possibly. Exactly. So I tag, I hashtag a lot of my posts on uh, social media with words matter, and the reason is precisely that. So we read a ton of contracts. So if we work with a dentist that's already got a policy, our default is don't change a thing. Keep the old policy. But we still read it, and if there's something material... Uh, that should be addressed, and we address it. And if they're healthy enough to, to, re- to replace that or get a, a, a better policy, put them in a better position, we will. But our default is don't touch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So uh, in terms of, so again, dental-specific, obviously we have a lot of dental-specific people on the podcast, Paul. Uh, I'm a dental-specific yeah. lawyer. We have dental-specific CPAs. Anyway, dentists all the time. Look how exciting we are. You're, You're a dental-specific dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I am. I'm dental-specific dental notchor. Um, but, you know, it's really important what Jim said. I want everybody to really, you know, think about that, that the, when you work with the profession and you see kind of the good and the bad, you as the consumer of whether it's accounting services or life and disability uh, insurance policies or legal services, get to leverage, you know, the mistakes of the others who have come before you, you know, and you immediately tap into the person you're working with's experience in your world who can guide you and see that, yeah, this is going to be a problem for your industry, for your profession, and could impact your ability to function or collect on a claim or operate your practice. So, uh, yet another area that, that we see where it's important to work with, with the dental specific Totally, and, and I want to bring something up because um, you know when the favorite minute of a dentist to do something is, Jim? The last minute. Oh. That is their favorite thing. So I sent out an email this morning about the Nachopedia, our newest product. Hopefully you guys all got it on 
uh, dental on our dental Facebook uh, live here. Still, still can get on the last minute deal. They like the last minute. You know, I'm not going to do this. It's the last minute. I'll do it now, right? Even though I had all these other minutes. The price is not dropping yeah, any further, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, not dropping any further. It's the best price possible. But let's talk about something more serious, like disability. And let's say we have some fourth year students listening. Now walk us through like these people who are getting. They're not in the last minute yet. But I do, and you know, I teach. Res, I've taught residency programs for years. And they sort of think, I'll do it later, later, later. But there's a process involved in this. There's underwriting. There's the physical. Walk us through just the treatment plan, the nuts and bolts of your fourth year. You're a resident. You're about to blast off into the real world of dentisting. And uh, what should they be doing in this last minute or before they get to the last minute? Uh, That's a great question. So um, early in the year, we really are cognizant of there's no income. So we do a bare-bones policy good language. We don't sacrifice quality at all. But when we first engage with a dental student in the fourth year, we do an education half hour, let's say. And during that time, we explain the different, well, the contract language that, that we just mentioned a minute ago. And there are other, other aspects too that are important. So really, they become a part of the process and they become educated. We then look at uh, health and see what kind of policies we could qualify for. And uh, that takes a month or two because we reach out to doctors and uh, they have to go see a nurse, things like that. And then ultimately, uh, we get their rates back and uh, they, we, we work with them interactively to design a policy. We literally, we do a lot of work on the internet and so we share our screens. And um, like I'm out of Portland, Maine, Tyler's out of Boston and we work around the country. And frankly, a lot of that is because of you guys and Dental Nachos. Uh, we've picked up a lot of nice relationships because of because of you, Paul. Frankly. Thank, thanks, Jim. We should have this podcast every day. We should. Yeah, yeah. appreciate <laughs> it. So, uh, so, so as a result of this uh, interaction, where, where it's over the internet, half an hour meetings where we, we do them, I'll say, quickly but thoroughly. And I think a lot of these dental students and dentists appreciate quick meetings because yep. they're busy. Yep. So, uh, but ultimately, then they, they uh, interact with us on uh, what policy they want to get and what features it has. But hugely important is having the ability to buy more insurance later without going through more medical testing. Right. So in that fourth year, they get the medical test, and hopefully that's the last one they ever need for that individual disability insurance policy. And so that's a, that's a real key thing because, you know. Huge. I, I, I know I'm the, I have the um, uh, body and physique and fitness of an Olympic athlete now, but you couldn't even imagine Adonis me back really, at 20, yeah. 25 years, when I was 25. But just a key point, like, I, one of my things, and I'll, I'll weave in a um, patient management tip here, is I always say to patients when they get overwhelmed or you know, do I say, you listen, your dental care is never less time, less money, less pain than it is today. And you're probably looking at people in dental school being like, you're never going to be, and maybe it's a little discouraging, but you're never going to be probably more healthy, more fit, more this than you are today. The cost of waiting. Yeah, so the cost of waiting on both both sides. So I, I, that's a great point. Hey, Jim, what are like two or three sort of common myths about disability insurance? The number one myth is I have disability insurance. Like, just they might have it through, again, the, the, uh, the association uh, they might have it through a work plan, which is a group plan. They might have it, something they bought at dental school five years ago through someone that came in that maybe the policy uh, contract language wasn't as strong as it could or should have been. Right. So it's just really, my best advice is have someone that works in disability insurance with dentists daily review your contracts every, every so often and make sure it's keeping up with your income. 
one of the biggest things that I see is people, um, they bought a policy out of dental school. It's a, got a $2,000 or $4,000 benefit, and now they're earning, like Paul asked earlier, $200,000, and they're only three, three years out of school, maybe four years out of school, and they haven't actually improved the coverage. Right. So that's, that's one. Yeah, so that doesn't go too far you know, if something bad happens. Right? No, no. Yeah. Yeah, so, and it's sort of like saying, like, yeah, I have disability insurance, yeah, I've got a car, you know, like, that doesn't really, it doesn't really matter, Does you know, run? it's like, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. it's parked outside, you know. Yeah, because so, I Uber everywhere. Sure. And, and so, and, and to have that, that kind of, that review done, um, that doesn't cost anything, right? No, no, we, we do a lot of work, gratis, understanding that uh, things will pay off down the road if we do the right thing, which we are big on that. Yeah, right, so, you know, it's. This is one of those things where it's, it's, as Paul likes to say, Dennis' favorite thing. Yeah. It's free. Yes. Right? They love, and and it could only price. save you money They're and, crowns. and aggravation. They're $1,400 works of art. Don't match for those for free, but everything else free. But now I'd like to bring in, you, we have you here, and probably it's going to be difficult to find. I know some of this is poignant stuff, so I don't want to make a joke about it. But Dennis loved to know when stuff goes wrong. So implants work out well nine out of ten times. But they want to say, one time at implant band camp, I saw an implant get periimplantitis, and they love <laughs> to talk about that. They love it, they love it, they love it. What happened, if a dentist read Yelp reviews, they would never go to a restaurant, because they say, I don't care that 980 people like the nachos, I wanna talk to those two people, I don't care if they're crazy, who didn't like the nachos. But now we're, we're here for my people, the dentist, they love this, it's TSD, but this is a real time, sometimes when stuff goes wrong, you do wanna be aware of it. Asset purchase agreement, restrictive covenant, your disab uh, disability policy. So give us a few war stories of times where dentists got into nacho jams that sometimes they couldn't get out of and how they, someone would avoid that. So dentists want to love, they love to hear when things go wrong. Sure. And they want to know how to avoid it, which is a normal person thing. So we'll let you enthrall so the audience with that. I'll start with one quick, uh, so it's, a, it's a website people can go to and it's um, the, the Council for Disability, Disability Awareness and it talks about statistics, which are always, you know, fun. There's lies, damn lies, and statistics, I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, but one of those statistics is the frequency of, of bankruptcies and, and, and why they occur. And it's one in five, I think that was the number I saw this morning, I reviewed that before I got on the, on the air with you guys, is a result of, of a disability or job loss because uh, of that. So, one in five bankruptcies. Yeah. yeah. So that's an example. Now, I'm going to bet, and that, yeah. that's just, that's not dental specific. That's no, not, that's, that's, not, that's in general. I'm going to guess that if you're looking in the dental world, though, Specifically, that number is probably, I'm going to guess, like three out of five. It could be. Yeah. 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 Would not surprise me. Yeah. So uh, that can be certainly avoided by doing good planning and working yeah. with someone like, you know, me and Tyler and, and our crew. So. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, as Paul said, every, yeah, everybody does like stories, yeah. right? So what are, you know, and, and don't use the names, right? You know, <laughs> don't this, violate this, HIPAA or confidentiality agreement. Neither yeah, of those things. Yeah, I, I don't even tell you who my Uber His name is Rob Good. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rob yeah. Montgomery. I don't, I don't tell you who my Uber driver is. Like, I don't want to violate Goodman. HIPAA. This, it's this, not this, HIPAA. It could be Rob Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Create yeah. this man just, named Rob Goodman. I'm going to change my name to a symbol, so I don't want to, like Prince, so I don't want to violate HIPAA. Who's that? That's Circle, right? So give us a few things that, you know, and it could be, too, that, you know, like sometimes you just can't, or see something and you know where where people you know have kind of found themselves in a jam and you've sort of said oh i wish you know yeah. they would have come to me sooner uh i could have helped them before like so you know some things just so our listeners kind of have an idea as to what you know what can go wrong well one example i can think of immediately is uh, a dental student that we were working with several years ago 
we approach them or we get we engage with them. Let's I'm not sure how exactly we, we, we approach that or we approach them, but they decided not to act until the end of the year. During the school year, they slipped and fell on the ice, broke their wrist on their dominant hand, and they can never get an ounce of disability insurance going Jeez. forward because of the injury. It was a pretty major injury. Yeah. Um, so they did graduate. They did practice, but I bet they weren't as fast as they would have been. Uh, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. How about some others? So uh, another uh, uh, practice owner. Um, uh, I, I can give you actually maybe a a, 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 a good story uh, where practice owner was skiing, ran into a tree skiing out west. So far, uh, this does not sound like a good story, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay. <laughs> Well, they had, they had worked with us, and we put the right planning in place, okay. and they didn't miss a beat. And this might be a little bit of contract language that I can bring up, and that's making sure that you also have not just if it's a total disability, like this person did not hit the tree and become paralyzed, thankfully. Right. They were out for a time, and then over time, uh, they got back into the saddle, if you will, and they wound up um, uh, getting back up to speed. But during the interim the company that we worked with uh, for them for disability insurance paid a partial, uh, to make them whole, really, a partial right. benefit. That's good. That's, That's so tough. key because I think, what, I think when you're a little kid and then you're a little dentist and bad, you think, I don't think people realize how much your life, whether it's your practice or your personal life, runs just like make the money, spend the money, make the money, spend the money. And yes, you have 401ks, but when you're in this 25 to 45-year-old time frame of your life, uh, even if you have a great practice, you're still trying to make payroll every week. You're still doing this stuff. And anything that disrupts that can just be so challenging. And it's not just you. It could be for your team. It could be for your vendors. It could be for so many reasons. And I just want to get that message out there because I think people, Dennis, and I never realized this growing up with a, being the son of a dentist. Right. But, you know, it's just it, it's like an every two-week thing. And anything that dis- disturbs your every two-week thing in your business is, is, is tough. So I think that's so important to have Especially, that coverage. Especially, you know, as, as you go through life, too, you just, you just pick up more and more overhead in little ways that yeah. you really don't even think about, you know. And when, as you say, you pull the rug out on that, then that's, you know, that's, uh, that could be a really big problem. And, you know, I'll say, too, that, you know, my uh, observation of certain insurance products, you know, has been, and some are better or easier to predict than others, but, you know, when it comes to disability uh, insurance, or like business interruption insurance too is another place where I see people they don't find out what they have until they have to file a claim, and uh, usually when that is the case, it's, it doesn't end up well, you know. And you buy these insurance products from from different people. Some people uh, like Jim have great expertise and are able to guide people appropriately, but there are a lot of people that sell insurance that really they're not trying to be mean you know, or trying to, you know, trick you, they just don't necessarily understand what it is. Because I'll tell you, it's complicated. Yeah, right. I mean, you should read a business interruption policy. You want to talk about contractual language? Holy smokes, man. I mean, it's brutal. You know, even for me, you know, there's an exception to the exception of the exception. It's like, there's like, I don't even know, what do you call when you have five negatives, like, lined up? Like, you have to try to go back and like, does this mean, this negative mean that it is in now, but now it's out? Or like, it's, it's not anything that any, any normal human being can, like, digest and understand. So, like, if you are someone is buying, you know, disability insurance or buying, you know, again, business interruption insurance, you need guidance from somebody that understands it because, you know, all these policies are not created equally, and these are very much insurance products that um, may not 
turn out to be what you thought they were. They're not this like all-encompassing, you know, here it is, I've yeah. been saved necessarily, you know, unless it's been done properly. It's a great point. And you see, I say this all the time. So dentists, it's, it happens to all of us. You know, if when we're here at the 3M booth and one of the things they do is bonding and veneers. It's a lot of instructions and you don't put in veneers all the time. So usually what a dentist does is, you know, if they're in their operatory, they read the instructions and the patient's like, are you reading the instructions? Like, kind of, I'm kind of reading the instructions because you don't do it all the time. So you're yeah. not always unwinding. The, like, like how many disability policies ever get paid as a percentage, I'm assuming it's pretty low, which is a good thing. It is. Because you don't want people to be... You want it to be low, yeah. want to be low. I tell my clients all the time, I, I really hope you never collect on this. I hope that the money you invest in this is, um, frankly, a, a waste of money, but it's good peace of mind, and it, it really, those that do, when that bell rings, they're really happy they met, they met with us. One quick comment to, to your point earlier, Rob. There are people that tell me, you know, my dad sells insurance, my uncle sells insurance, my mom sells insurance, and we offer them, we say... By all means, work with your mom, work with your dad, work with your relative. We're happy to literally guide them through it. They can do all the signing and so forth, but we have enough business and enough relationships in these dental schools and in the world of dentistry. We'd rather have you get it right. And so dental... You're, you're, you're talking to your kindred spirit with that because, you know, yeah. I'll say, can you, can you use, you know, use the dental focus attorney? Say, but my, my uncle's brother does divorce law. And I go, you, yeah, know, exactly. you know, and you're probably annoying them anyway because it's like when someone goes to me as a general dentist, uh, can't you just do this root canal? I'm like, I could do it badly. Would you like a bad job done? Because you just don't do it all the time. Right. So it's, that's just such a key point. And you see that with, you know, associate agreements or other agreements oh, yeah. too. Well, I mean, we still, and, and even like people will come and, uh, and ask, uh, you know, ask us to do different things, you know? And it's like, no, I, I don't, we can't do that. Like, well, yeah. you can, Rob. You can help me do, <laughs> yeah, all right. you know, prepare, you know, this uh, prenuptial agreement. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I could, but yeah, I, right. I, I don't want to, right. you know, because I'm not, I, I'm, I don't want the stress and the aggravation. It's very and, interesting. Sometimes even when people, no one asks this about their kids and other reasons, but they'll come into the dental office and be like, uh, Johnny has soccer practice in a half hour. Can we be done by then? I'm like, do you want me to do a bad job? They're like, no. I'm like, well, it's just going to take as long as it takes. Yeah. And that's just people, People, why would you want a job done not well? I don't know. Uh, just because you're your relative. It's like, we're, we're trying not to annoy people out there. So I, I sit, uh, sit in the barber chair, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you hurry up. Yeah, like, no, no one ever says that. Cut right? my hair. Get, like, yeah, yeah, you do yeah. it in like five minutes? Yeah, yeah I know. Or four minutes? Yeah. Like, how, how fast can you give me this so haircut? Your world's become just so specialized and focused and everything. So this has been so great, Jim. I always like to ask as part of our deep, I don't know, you're probably younger than me, but deep, ja deep thoughts with Jack Handy. <laughs> I'm not younger than deep, you, Paul. Deep I'm thoughts. You. Uh, okay, so then you know deep thoughts with Doc. Jim, you look good. You look great. This is. Deep, deep thoughts with Jack Handy, deep thoughts with the dental amigos who kind of say, hey, and maybe we'll even create, incorporate this theme into our, our, our at-home podcast. You know, you have our audience. You know, you do disability insurance. This is your life. Uh, you've seen things. You've seen nachos get dropped. You've seen nachos go well. What's your parting thoughts, and how can people reach out to you uh, from our audience? So I'll start with how they can reach out to me because uh, that's an easy one. Um, uh, so my email is James cashmar at llfg.net and uh, that's also the website www.llfg.net and, that, so, and that'll be up in the show notes folks okay too. great and then uh, really deep thoughts you know yes I help people with disability insurance but you know I'm a I'm a dad and a husband first and um, I I really uh, am a big, big believer in helping people and uh, so I do some volunteer work back back home with the Children's Hospital and I awesome. like to golf. So uh, I've actually provided, I've provided the wrong word, but uh, you've got a couple, um, uh, I'll say golf balls coming your way. They're uh, oh, nice. uh, cool. Smiley the Golf Ball. I posted it on Dental Nachos last oh, week. Cool. 
and there's a, a father-son combination in California who um, are doing this uh, uh, awareness for cleft palates and cleft lips. Oh, cool. And I have a family member who was born with, with, with those ailments. So um, I tried to get them here for the podcast. They, they just didn't happen shipping-wise. Uh, I'll blame the snow. But uh, <laughs> so cool. uh, Thanks, the next Jim. coming weeks, you guys will receive these Christmas awesome. ornaments, and uh, you can check those out. But my, my parting thought would be, I just I think it's really important to JBN and help others, and that's really where this all that's comes awesome. From that's we appreciate you. Do. You're doing that. You guys are just so great. Come to the events. You you're not just sponsors. You're real people. But you, you even brought your wife's awesome uh, cookies the one last I time. So that was so JBN. Yeah, they're and, tasty and, too. And, and this is, I mean, kind of my parting thing. You know, when people say, "What do you do with dental nachos?" and I mean, I'm such a big fan of this. And the Amigos, too. It's like, you know, I'm like, a, try to be a dentisting Mr. Rogers. And I want to be able to know the people in their dentisting neighborhood. And you're part of these people, right? Mr. Rogers had, these are the people in your neighborhood. And that's what the Amigos try to do is to showcase people who are in your neighborhood. Because in going, going to dental school, they, they don't do that. So I think it's an um, uh, awesome theme you got, Jim. Thanks for spending time with us. And uh, your, your thoughts for our community is great. And uh, I look forward to seeing you at more events. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, yeah. Rob. Yeah, thanks for being on. And, and I'll say just, folks, Jim is really one of the good guys in, in the dental sure. world, you know, and uh, very sincere in his, you know, his commitment to, uh, to dentists and to the industry is, is really, uh, it's, it's, it's true and sincere, like I said, and, you know, a great guy to work with. And we, blushing. We always enjoy working with him, too. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jim. Thanks, thanks for taking guys. the time, thanks, Jim. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with The Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.